Okay, I'm sorry for those of you that aren't a fan of Christmas songs in mid-November. And I am usually the last person that would condone any type of those carols and tunes prior to Thanksgiving happening. But I do, in fact, live in the Arctic tundra, and sometimes there are, we'll call them exceptions to the rules, to my rules, because I make the rules of my life most of the time, and I I prefer to, to hold back on the Christmas caroling prior to Thanksgiving. However, there is an instance where I will accept it. This instance happened last night. We got our first snow in North Dakota, first measurable snow. We'll put it that way. We've had some random flurries drop from time to time, but this was the first time where it's stuck on the ground. There's good probably two inches of snow on the ground. You can barely see the grass. It's cold. It's wind chills are below 10, and it's 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 disgraceful. It's absolutely disgraceful is what it is, but I just thought that was a fitting way to start. You know, just put in, put in a little bit of a, a Christmas song and you know, let it snow, right? That, that's fitting. So hopefully I didn't offend too many of you. I certainly, if if I'm okay with it, I'm a stickler when it comes to Christmas songs in November. So if I'm okay with it, I'm going to safely assume that most other people are okay with it. And, and if you're not, yeah, come find me. Good luck. Come try and find me out here. But anyways, I just wanted to start with that. Just a little North Dakota update. It is snowing and it is cold. And it's November, so it's great. It's amazing. It's awful. But yes. So let's move, let's get on to business now. Earlier, a couple episodes ago, probably the first one, I was talking about how I wanted to essentially, for the Lions bye week, come out with a bye week special. This is the bye week special, okay? I'm pretty sure I mentioned it in the first episode, but what I what I did was was before I even released that first episode, I recorded just like a test episode and I wanted to get a feel with the software that I was using. I just wanted to kind of get used to everything. So the Lions led loss to the Ravens, Tucker kicked that field goal, and I just got behind the mic and I started talking. And it turns out I actually liked what I had. I liked the content that I had, but I wasn't ready to release it i wasn't comfortable with some of the audio editing i wasn't comfortable with how it sounded there was just some stuff that i wanted to tune up and learn how to do before i actually released it so this is going to be that so this is it's pre-recorded it's all this was done probably a month ago and it's just it's instant pain it's instant suffering, and it's what happened to me. It's the emotions, the the tornado of emotions that I felt after the Ravens game. And yeah, it's it's been a rough week. It's been a rough week. You know, we had the Michigan State conundrum. We had, you know, the Lions lost 23-20 to the bye week on a heartbreaking field goal. And, you know, we're 0-9 now, and it's it's tough. But the Red Wings beat the Oilers, so yeah, there's that. And North Dakota smacked DU in hockey. What a what an awful what an awful hockey team. DU's terrible. That was amazing. Carter Savoy thought he could drink Deadshot Daiquiri before the hockey game. 
and he went and headhunted our team captain and thought he could get away with it. What a what a bunch of buffoons. I'm glad they went home with their tails between, you know what, tail between their legs. My jeez. Anyways, so that's going to be that's going to be this episode. It's going to be what what I thought after the Ravens game and it's 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 a retrospective in a way, but at the time of recording it wasn't a retrospective because it was Two seconds after that drug user went and smacked a 66-yard field goal between the uprights. So, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what this is going to be. Last week, I was very, I was very annoyed. There was supposed to be a show. Everything went haywire. I thought that I had what I wanted. I didn't. There was technical difficulties. It was a mess. I scrapped all of it. Everything got corrupted. Some of it got deleted. I it was just it was a mess. It was all one big mistake after the other. So you know, to all six of you that were continuously hitting refresh, waiting for the waiting for the show to come out, to no avail. I I apologize, but yes, this is this is going to be. Lions, Ravens, instant reaction, and out of the bye week prior to playing Pittsburgh. This is yeah, this is this is rough. This is rough stuff. This is a man at his lowest point in life. So hope you guys enjoy. Have fun. <laughs> Good luck. Here goes. Sixty-six yard field goal. Justin Tucker for the win. Help. Why does it always happen this way? I hate all of it. All of it. It's terrible. There's no end. There is only pain. There's defeat. There is agony. Unfortunately, the only thing that is constant in this toxic relationship with my football team is despair. That is all there is. That's probably all there ever will be for a long time. There's, uh, there's not much else to say on the fact. You know? They, they lost, <laughs> and they're going to keep losing for a long time. Oh, he sucks, man. What do you do? What do you do with it? I mean, seriously, think of the ways. Think of the ways that they lose, that they find ways to lose. I mean, this isn't, this isn't a fluke play or, or being out muscled in every phase of the game. This is, <laughs> this is just unimaginable series of events coming together and just happening the wrong way.
I mean, what do you do with that? I mean, seriously. Fourth and 19. 19 yards. 19 times 3 is 57. 57 feet to a first down. <laughs> and Lamar Jackson lines up and throws a 36-yard pass completion to Sammy effing Watkins. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then, after the busted coverage, the communications breakdown, as Dan Campbell put it in the post-game presser, the Ravens line up, spike the ball. Seven seconds left in the game, in Lion territory, 48-yard line. It is a 66-yard field goal from the current spot of the ball. It is second down. And the Ravens line up to run a play with no timeouts. The play clock is at zero. And I'm not talking the play clock on the television screen on CBS. I'm talking the play clock in the arena, in Ford Field, in person, on video. Not the technicality of, oh, maybe it's a second behind on the TV screen. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. No. Zeros on the play clock in Ford Field for over a second and a half. Okay? Snaps the ball. No flag. Throws it out of bounds to melt some seconds off the clock. Justin Tucker <laughs> walks onto the field like the king he is. Like the like the maniac that he is. Lines up. <laughs> Kicks the field goal. Well, attempts a field goal. Kicks the ball. He doesn't kick the field goal. That would hurt. Kicks the ball as it sails through the air. <laughs> bounces off the crossbar. And through the uprights. And the Lions lose. What do you... <laughs> That's it. In game over. Just like that. There's no... There's no... Review. There's no... There's no nothing. He kicked the ball, and it went right through the uprights. It, it was real. It was happening. It was... It was right there. It wasn't some terrible nightmare. 
It wasn't some fantasy of scenarios of, wow, what crazy events could happen that would make this football game go into memory in an infamous fashion for all Lion fans everywhere. It wasn't it wasn't creating these random scenarios and saying what if and putting them into a TV show like Marvel's doing. This was real life. This was happening in front of everybody's eyes. And we all had to sit and stare at it as Lions fans. And it it eventually it gets to the point where are we actually cursed? You know? Like, like think of the losses. And, and not just the losses, but the way the losses happen. You know? Like, this isn't... This isn't someone, you know, throwing a Hail Mary, which has happened against us. Of course, of course it has. This isn't... This isn't one bad call one fluke call that goes against you and it loses you one game a big game it it's it's deeper than that it's it's a coordinated string of events that take place to eventually lead to the permanent demise of our football team repeatedly Repeatedly. Process of the catch. Pass interference. Hail Mary. 66-yard field goal. Illegal use of hands. Hands to the face. Twice. All these things. And that's just in my memory. Of being a Lion fan. I have not been in this as long as other people have. This is this is probably year eight of being a fan. And year four of probably following them close. Like close. And and I, I it's like I'm just naming off painful memories just off the top of my head there's no list there's no notepad full filled with crazy events that have taken place there's no you know crazy spreadsheet or blackboard just loaded with every single statistic and bad call and unfortunate event and dropped pass None of that. It's just it's just naming stuff off the top of my head over the last however many years. The process of the catch was like 2011, right? So that was 10 years ago. <laughs> the ways, the ways that they lose, it's, it's, not, it's not them having a bad kicker like the Chargers and always missing field goals to lose games. It's not with the Vikings, right? Missing kicks. It's not. It's not Cody Parkey double doinking. It's 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 none of this. This is. These are coordinated string of events. 
right? The, the double doink. That was one singular event. The Chargers with a bad kicker. One singular event. And the Titans, bad kickers. And when I say one singular event, I mean it's one event that happens. Now, it can happen repeatedly like it does with the Chargers, right? The Chargers just miss game-winning field goals. It's what they do. It's in their DNA, right? You can expect when a Charger kicker lines up to kick a game-winning field goal that he's going to miss. That's just it. That's just the way the stars align. That's just how the cosmos dictate things. With the Bears, with the Cody Parkey kick, which is which is really that's one of my more fond football moments of all time. Not not just because of the kick and the way the way it missed, but um, the Bears mascot just passing out behind the behind the goalposts, and Matt Nagy just is staring in utter disbelief. I mean that that is one of the greatest football pictures of all time. Is that Matt Nagy pose? I sent I sent that in a group chat this morning with a Bears Bears fan in it. You know, he's actually he was actually defending me as a lion. He's like, back off on the lion fan, and then I sent that and was like, screw you, I hate everything. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is, there are set things in the NFL: Titans missing game winning kicks, the Cody Parkey event, the Chargers missing kicks. You know how they're going to lose. With the Lions, you never know. They just invent ways to lose football games. And it doesn't make sense. Because we are we are getting into astronomically improbable events taking place with this football team. And and I've I'm young, so I haven't I haven't been in this fight for eighty years like other people. I haven't seen everything. I don't know everything. I don't claim to know everything. But I have watched a good amount of football in my life so far. And I'll probably watch a good amount more. There's a good chance, God willing. I have to say, I do not think I have seen any professional sports team create more inventive ways to lose and, and not just inventive but 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 groundbreaking you know brand new brand new ways to lose that we had never seen before not not a missed kick we see plenty of games lost on missed kicks right we see plenty of games lost on an interception we see plenty of games lost on on a fumble or or a blocked kick. Trouble with the snap, right? I like to bring that one up a lot as a as a fan of the green and white. You know, you see now that now that game, that was one of a kind, but we've seen games where there has been a weird a punt failure or a fumble and the game's just lost. Right? You see you see games lost because because just random things happen. Random things happen. That's it. That's football. Okay? But but with the Lions, it's... How do they keep doing this? Like, eventually, you think to yourself, or at least I do. I don't know if other Lion fans do. Maybe not. I'm not sure. There aren't many of us around, but... You just, you just think to yourself... 
how many ways can they lose football games? And how many new ways how many new ways to lose football games can they create? There's 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 the interceptions, there's there's the bad play calls, there's there's the Hail Mary, right? Hail Marys are uncommon, but they're not impossible, right? I think anyone anyone lines up for a Hail Mary and you say, you know, there's a slight chance that this could work. Just because of the nature of a Hail Mary. Super tall wide receivers, loaded with muscle, going up against corners, and sometimes other wide receivers or tight ends lined up on defense. You just throw you throw up the 50-50 ball. And and someone can come down with it and the game can be over in improbable fashion, but not impossible. Not what the Lions do. It's it's just one of those things. When are they going to be done coming up with new ways to lose? And I really, I, I really don't know. I mean, this is, this is unreal. And like I said, I've only been in this for eight years. <laughs> Give or take. I mean, <laughs> I was, I was living in Northwest Indiana when, when the Calvin Johnson process of the catch thing happened. I was probably... I mean, whatever year it happened, 2010, 2011, I would have been, I would have been nine years old, 10 years old if it happened in 2012, right? You do the math, you do the math what year I was born. So it's just one of those things where you gotta, you gotta take a step back and you gotta soul search with it and you gotta be like, how many different ways can they do it, man? Is it what? What is the next chapter? What will be the next chapter in terms of how the Lions figure out new ways to lose? And and I really, it's it's just one of those things where I can't think of a way for them to lose, but they will find a way. Because everyone paints scenarios in their head of how their team could lose, what could go wrong. Right, I was doing that for Michigan State, Nebraska this weekend. What could possibly go wrong? How is Michigan State going to end up losing this game? And and I did it with the Lions too. You know, it was it was how many touchdowns the defense can you give up? How many sixty eight to seventy nine yard passes is Lamar Jackson going to throw and complete? How many ankles is Lamar Jackson going to break on our linebackers, on our linemen, on our corners, and on our safeties? What logical ways can I predict the Lions to lose? And when it comes to the Lions, I'm beginning to slowly realize that it's not really about logic or or rationale it's about it's about the impossible it's about the illogical it's about what is the least likely thing could happen or what is the thing in the furthest portion of your mind in the back of your head that you aren't even thinking of a possibility that's your starting point and then you go way back further than that you go super far back. And that's when you get to that dark nether region 
of how they find ways to lose football games. And not even necessarily how they find ways to lose football games. How how external sources find ways for them to lose football games. How the universe finds ways for them to lose football games. How the referees find ways for them to lose football games. Right? And you can't blame everything on the refs. I never do. I never will. I'm not putting that game on the refs. Really, I'm not. I'm not. Did they miss a call? Yeah, of course they did. Should have been delay a game. Yeah, of course they did. Should the Lions have given up a first down on 4th and 19? No. Should any human be able to smack a ball 66 yards using their foot and have the ball on the perfect angle to where it bounces off the crossbar and through the uprights? No, it shouldn't happen. So was part of it on the refs? Yes, of course it is. But is more of it on the Lions? Yeah, probably. Is some of it on Tucker, too? Uh, maybe. He's the one that made the frickin' kick. It's just a, it's just a combination. It's just a combination of things. And it always is. It always is with them. It just, it just makes me think back to what my grandpa would always tell me. And he hates the Lions. He does. And I can't blame him. I really can't blame him. He'd be in a, he'd be in a lot worse mental shape if he had stayed a Lion fan for his entire life. So I give him crap for it. But it's, it's secretly a good thing. But he always, he always tells me. He goes, they're cursed. They're cursed. Bobby Lane. He cursed him. He gave him the hex. When the, Lions, when the Lions traded him in 1957, the Pittsburgh Steelers, or 57 or 58, whatever year it was. I wasn't born. Traded Bobby Lane to the Patriots. The Patriots, the Steelers. Brought in Tobin Rote after he won the championship game. Bobby Lane didn't play. Tobin Rote's the quarterback of the future, they said. Bobby Lane can have, can have fun in uh, Pittsburgh. Bobby Lane gives him the hex. He says he'll never win another championship for 50 years. 50 years goes by. The curse is over, they say. Wrong. They go 0-16. First team to ever do it. The year the curse is supposed to be up. I'm not a superstitious man, but I do think there is a power in the universe that guides things, makes things happen. Makes the stars align a certain way. Makes the planets align a certain way, like in that one Spongebob episode. There's something out there that makes things happen. And whatever force it is that makes things happen does not like the Detroit Lions. (laughs) It really doesn't. It really doesn't. And, uh... You know, that force might just be the Ford family because God knows that they haven't done anything while they've been the ownership. By the way, the fans booing Sheila Fordham during the halftime performance of giving the ring to Calvin Johnson, the best player in franchise history. Yes, I said it. Better than Barry Sanders. No hate on Barry, though. Great player. But Calvin Johnson was the best player in team history. And he's out there on midfield, and he hates that team. He hates that team because he won't give them the money. He might like the city. He might like the fans. He might like the field. He might like all these things. 
but he hates the team and he hates the ownership and he hates their guts. There's no reason for him to not hate the team. And, and Sheila Fordham comes out onto the field, owner of the team, to de- bestow this great honor on our greatest player, if not in history, if you don't like that, if not in history, greatest player since Barry, right? That era ended in the 90s, been 30 years, close to it, right? Bestows this great honor onto our guy, our guy. When you think Detroit Lions, you think Matthew Stafford, well, not anymore. You think Calvin Johnson, or you think Barry Sanders. But Calvin stayed in Detroit his entire career. This guy, this guy's a legend. Always will be. And and she goes to give this man his ring out on midfield. And all you hear, booze raining down from the fans. And it's it's just, it's unreal. What a what a scene that was. I gotta I gotta be honest, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Because because it made me feel like I'm not alone. Really. It, it was it was one of those things where I saw the fans booing down and as soon as I saw Sheila Fordham come down out of the field, I was like, Oh great. Another botched public speaking time now. Let's see how this goes. This will be good. And she barely even got a chance to talk. Really, I mean, she knew immediately. She was like, this is not going to go well. And boo after boo after boo after boo rained down. And can you blame the fans? No. Because some believe in the curse. Some believe the team just sucks. Some believe it's the ownership, and some believe something else. And I'm probably a mixture of all those things. But seeing all the people rain down the booze on the ownership, it was just like, you know, this is sad. Like, this is sad and embarrassing, but, but I appreciate it. I appreciate the sad and embarrassing. I've come, I've come to appreciate it. Because because it's it's the it's the peak of our excitement really, as Lions fans, and we re- we don't get to put many of our our displeasures directly onto the ownership because they're never around. You never see them. They pop in one once or twice a year, and by year I mean year, calendar year, not season, calendar year. They barely make public appearances in front of a group of fans of that size. Rarely happens. So the fans never get to express their public displeasure with the ownership, directly at the ownership. They can tweet out whatever they want. But I mean, the ownership's just going to see it from from inside their mansion, in the jacuzzi, and in wherever, from the country club, playing croquet. It, I like it. Yeah, you get what I'm saying, right? The, the ownership was right there, and they heard the fans. And it, and it might not mean anything. It'll just result in another speech of how how Sheila Fordham wants to be a winner more than her mom or dad was. I mean, I'd hope so, because they didn't win nothing. They didn't win squat. So I'd hope she'd want to win more than they did. That'd be like that'd be like the new head coach coming into Kansas. 
coach college football at KU and saying, yeah, I want to win more than the last regime did. Oh, okay. Well, that should be pretty easy because they didn't do anything. So, so it was nice. It was nice to see the fans get to just get to vent a little bit, you know, and maybe not, maybe not vent, just, just released anger because there's a lot of built up anger in this fan base at the ownership and, uh, and decisions, decisions that have been made in the last, got 60 years ish right now. I've only been around, I haven't even been around for a sixth of that. Oh man, it's just, it's unreal. It's unreal. Going, going back to that curse, it's like, how, how, how can it be so unreal? What, what can we do to change this? Is there anything that can be done? How, how do you take a look at the history of this franchise since 1957 or 1958 and say that that there's something that can change, that they can that they can go back, that they can win, that they can win what they won in the 50s, championships. How can you look at the past of this team and say that there isn't that there isn't something behind it? There's so many different instances where the conspiracy theorist would say oh my god, this is it. This is proof. There, There is something supernatural that controls things in the athletic world. There is a power and a force that makes things happen in the universe. Right? It's like, it's like Star Wars. Force binds all living things together. The midi-chlorians and Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor and all these different people. Force binds everything together, makes things happen. <laughs> and whatever, I might be the same force. Who knows? The force from the galaxy far, far away might have made its way into made its way into Detroit. But uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where. I thought, I thought he was crazy. I thought Gramps was crazy, man. Talking about this curse and that quarterback and how he went to the Steelers and then the Steelers became good. And by the way, the Steelers sucked in the 50s. They were terrible. They did not win anything. And the Lions were winning stuff. And then, boom, hey, look, Bobby Lane's on the Steelers now. And oh, look. Bobby Lane curses the Lions, and hey, look, the Steelers are now winning, and the Lions are now losing. Right? I thought he was nuts. I was like, come on. What are you talking about, curse of Bobby Lane? They'll do something. They'll figure it out. Make a coaching change. Make a general manager change. Change the regime. See what happens, right? Make a go of it. You got Stafford. You got Calvin. You got Golden Tate. You got a decent defense. You got Marvin Jones. You got Reggie Bush. You got DeAndre Levy. You got Steven Tulloch. You got Glover Quinn, you got Darius Slay, you got all these people, right? Make a make a make a regime change, figure some stuff out, set it up, and let's roll. Let's go. Back to the playoffs. Let's win a playoff game. And it just doesn't happen. 
you got to win one of three games at the end of the season to win the division and get your first home playoff game since 1993. What happens? You lose all three. Boom, that's it. No home playoff game. Playoff game? Yes, you lost. No home playoff game. You just you just take a look at it from a lens. You take a step back and you say, "Holy crap. What is happening? How is this possible?" Because even the other bad teams in the league that that have not won in a long time, right? The the one that I look to a lot is the Cardinals. It's been longer since they've won a championship, really, than the Lions, right? The Cardinals haven't won a championship since the 40s. People people don't usually take a look at that, right? Cardinals never won anything. They never won a Super Bowl. They haven't won an NFL championship since 1948, 47, whatever year it was. Like I said, I wasn't born. I don't know everything. And the Cardinals don't win Super Bowls. They don't win championships. But they win. They've been there. They've done things. They've they've had what you could argue less star players than the Lions. Really? I mean, stack up Larry Fitzgerald and Calvin Johnson. Right? Like you you look you look at that championship game against the Steelers. The Super Bowl game. Sorry, not the championship game. Sorry, I say championship because last time the last last time the Lions won anything, it was a championship. So I'm still living in the championship era, trying to convince myself that my team is good. They're not. Right, you take a look. You take a look at the Cardinals, and it's and you see a history of futility and failure, but you see a history of being relevant, and going places, having a chance to go places in the future. You see, you see some heartbreaking losses. You see some tough ways to lose. But you see some miraculous ways to win, too. And Stafford did that in Detroit. He found some crazy ways to win football games. Found some crazy ways to lose them, too. But, but I can't... I can't look at the Lions and say that they're as good as the Cardinals. Historically, despite the fact that they've won more recently than the Cardinals have. Because you gotta you gotta stack up these losses that the Lions have had to deal with. You gotta you gotta look at the ownership and and the general managers and the coaches and the and the players. Really I mean the Cardinals have had the Cardinals have had some good players come through their franchise. And and you, you look at the names that the Lions have retired. I mean, seriously, take a look at some of these names. They retired a quarterback who threw more interceptions than touchdowns in a season. He's in the Hall of Fame, I think. I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame or they just retired his number. I mean, how does that happen? He played in the 40s, and it's just like, playing the 40s and 50s. and Oh, man. This team, this team, I'm telling you, go Bears. Actually, no, don't go Bears. Lions play the Bears this week. Play the Bears on Sunday. You know, that's one of those games where it's going to tell a lot about this team this year. And I and I, I sound like a man who's given up. Well, not really a man. 
more of a boy, really. Think about it. But uh, think about it, and it's like so hard to give up, you know, because I can't just, I don't know, there's something about the loyalty of it where it's like, I can't just switch teams. I can't just jump off the bandwagon and go, boop, goodbye. Just can't do it. I don't know why. Every every part of me wants to, but but I just can't because I gotta see. I gotta I gotta see how they find more ways to lose. It's I I can't do it. I can't. Do I want to? Yeah, of course. If I had the strength, if I had the strength, I do it. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Kylo Ren, Star Wars, Force Awakens, twenty fifteen. But the only difference is, is I do know what I have to do, and I do know. That I don't have the strength to do it. I just can't. I've got I've got all these different jerseys sitting around in my dorm right now. All these different jerseys. I've got, let's see, let's count them. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 NFL jerseys in my room right now. Two of which are Lion jerseys. So 13 jerseys of other NFL teams that I can immediately just plop on and be like, yep, I'm forgetting the Lions. Screw them. Never going back. I just can't do it. I can't. And I will say another part of it is I have my jersey collection over the years. It's it's pretty cursed. I'll be honest. Uh, a lot of a lot of bad teams I, I end up having jerseys for. Um, so it would be kind of dumb to just be like, oh yeah, I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a Washington football team fan now because I put on a Robert Griffin the third. Washington jersey and say, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a football team fan now, and then I'd be one of those people that talks about how great we were in the 90s and say, oh yeah, we still got it now. Great to be a Washington football team fan. History of excellence. Yeah, sure. Won two Super Bowls. What do you want me to do about it? Sorry. Can't help you there. Taylor Heineke's not the future. <laughs> Sorry. But... I can't just I can't just hop off the bandwagon. People tell me they say, they say just just root for somebody else. Why stick with them? You're young. You've got all these. You've got all these other teams. You can you could start a new life as a, as an NFL fan, and and I just can't. I can't do it. I want to. I don't have the strength. And then I and I look around like I said at these jerseys. It's like any one of these teams could be my team, but 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 they just won't. Because I'm I'm sucked in. I'm sucked into seeing how they do it. I'm sucked into seeing how long it takes for them for them to win. It's like it's like watching a really bad TV series, but it's in your favorite genre and you just watch it and you're like, is there any way that this gets better? But it's like you're in a sci-fi and it's it's just the trashiest sci-fi TV series you've ever seen, and it's like I one, I want to see how bad this can really get because part of it's actually really amusing, but another part of it is, is there any way that this series becomes actually watchable or does it just stay terrible forever? And and that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with this team. I'm at the point where, where it's more of, well, how's the regime going to do? How's Dan Campbell going to do? How's Aaron Glenn going to do? How's Anthony Lynn going to do? How's Jared Goff going to do? How is Rod, I'm not a football guy, Wood going to do? That's the name of my fantasy football team, by the way. Rod, not a football guy, Wood. Nobody understands it, but I do. And that's all that matters. I just don't know what to do with them. 
I don't know what to do with him. Every fiber in my being wants him to win. I really do. I'm a dedicated fan. I'll give myself that. I'll toot my own horn a bit. I've I've seen I've seen some wacky stuff with that team. And I'll see more wacky stuff and people are like, Man, how do you still root for those guys? There's some dedication there and I respect it. And I'm like, Well, I mean I appreciate it. But <laughs> if 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 there was any ounce in me that had the ability to just to just jump ship. I would. I would, but I can't because because it's like it's like a new season of a show. You know, it's been gone for so long and then it comes back and you're like, hmm, I wonder what's gonna happen now. All the T V references, I don't know what's going on. Well you just take a look at it and you go, I wonder what's gonna happen next. What's part two gonna look like? What's part three gonna look like? What's part four gonna look like? And that's and that's just where I am with Dan Campbell in this in this in this new regime right now. And they're they're only three games in, regular season games. Right? They're still new. They're still learning. They're improving, allegedly, depending on who you talk to. I'd say they're improving in different areas. But it seems like when one area takes a step forward, another area takes a step back, you know, one step forward, one step back, ends up just resulting in a loss anyways, right? Defense stepped up on Sunday. Defense and stepped up first two weeks. Offense did, right? Then the defense steps up week three, and the offense is like, nah, nah, I'm good. We're okay. Until the second half rolls around. Jared Goff remembers that he's in the NFL. He starts throwing forward passes instead of the, the negative three net air yards or whatever it was per pass he had in the first half, right? Starts throwing the ball down the field. Who would have ever thought that? Right, and it's in it, and it's just one of those things where, where I have to, I have to, just enjoy. I just have to enjoy the ride the best of my ability, and and I guess it's easier as a football fan, as a fan of the sport of football, where I appreciate watching the game, I appreciate watching it being played by by different teams, different skill levels. I like the fans. I like seeing the passion. I like the coaches and, and watching the coaches interact with the players and and there there's just a lot of things that I like about football and I, and I just I can't and that and that's why I come back. That's why you come back to watching because it's just it's just part of part of your life and you can't really explain why you can't. I mean I guess you could explain why, but you know if you played it, it's been part of your life. But for me, it's like I wasn't. I wasn't crazy good at football. I was good at football. I knew what I was doing, but I just, I just love watching it. I like, I like the atmosphere. There's just something about it. The tradition. There's, there's just an element of my life where it's been like football. And and when I watch the Lions, it's just like, that's it. That's what I've known. That's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna know. And this is what I'm. This is what I'm gonna explore. And. This is going to be my atmosphere, <laughs> and I just have to deal with it, and there's not much else I can really do about it. You know, people say, people say, make the change, and I, I say, no, I can't, because this is what I know. It's not like I'm not willing to change. It's because I want, I want to. Everything in me wants to just drop it, root for another football team, but I, I just can't do it. There's no, there's no logical explanation for it. 
There's there's no there's no science behind it. There's no there's no algorithm, right? Friends friends that I know want to be engineers. They they want to come up with algorithms and do math stuff and be cool, and they're pretty cool guys. They're very nice, very nice people. Can't explain, can't explain why Lion fans come back. Just one of the one of the biggest anomalies in sports. You know, Cubs fans. Cubs fans were that anomaly for a while, until they won it all in 2016 and nearly burnt down half the North Side. And it's just that's just the way it goes with Lion fans, and, and nobody can really explain it. There's no reason for them to come back, but they do. That's why you, that's why the, I, that's why I think that they have to be considered among the most loyal fans in all of professional sports. Really, are they are are we? some of the most intellectually incapable fans. Yes, because we show up and we root for this garbage all the time. And do and do we support it in a way? Yes, we support the futility. Yes, by buying their merchandise, buying their jerseys, buying the tickets to the football games, showing up, saying, yeah, yeah, we'll still give you our money. But even if even if we didn't, we'd still watch the games. We'd still be there in spirit. We just we just can't let go. And I and I just it makes it makes no sense. It's part of the curse. The curse isn't just the curse isn't just the team, it's the fans too. The fans are cursed. Fans are cursed by themselves. Cursed by, cursed by hope. Cursed by hope for the future. What could be? Like the, like the, like the Thanos quote. You were, you were unable to accept what is. Therefore, you would never be able to take a look at what can be, or whatever it was. I don't know. Makes no sense for what I'm saying. But <laughs> that's. I just don't know what to do. I'm driving myself crazy with this team. It's it's unreal. It is unreal how they just create new ways to lose. And I just I don't even know where this ranks. It's got to be up there in the crazy in the crazy losses. I need water. I've been talking for so long. But anyways, where where did it where does this rank in 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 just the scale of the scale of futility right, because really that's what it is it's futility it's it's embarrassment it's 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 malpractice <laughs> it gets to a point where it's at malpractice really but but how do you how do you take this this heartbreak and put it and put it on a on put it on a ranking, and, and not just maybe for the Lions, but but for all teams. How does this how does this compare to the double doink? And I think it, I think it would be unfair actually to put it against playoffs because this this is just regular season. This is week three. This isn't to go to the Super Bowl. This isn't to go to the playoffs. This isn't to win the division. This isn't any of this stuff. This is just a random week three game. Where does it rank? 
and I, I don't even know. I don't even know where I could put it. And there'd be bias with it, right? Because I'm a Lions fan, so I think it'd be unfair for me to rank it. But, but it just has me thinking, you know, how many, how many different games like this have we seen? And also, how many improbable ends to games do people think of improbable, impossible ways for games to end? Games that you remember, it's like, wow, that was a crazy, unlucky ending. And how many of those games involve the Lions? How many games involve them losing? At least in the regular season, because they don't do anything in the postseason. Because you'd have to go to the postseason. You'd have to start with that. But, but where, where would it even rank? I mean, I, the, I, I think of the process of the catch with Calvin. And I, I, I just don't know. I just don't know where it would rank. And honestly, I don't know if I want to know. I don't know if I want to know. Because if I took a look at it, and if I looked at all these other crazy games... It'd be like, wow, wow, we're really, we're really messed up, aren't we? And uh, just not sure where to go with this football team. I know I'm gonna keep watching them. I know I'll be, I'll be right back in front of the TV Sunday with a Bears fan. Unfortunately, actually not unfortunate. He's nice. Unfortunate he's a Bears fan. Yes. Unfortunately that I'm gonna be hanging out with him. No, he's a nice guy. Very, he was very displeased with the Bears' performance against the Browns this past Sunday. 26-6, 40 yards total offense. You know, I have a picture on my phone, Justin Tucker's field goal, a longer yardage than the Bears' total offense Sunday. That's unfortunate, isn't it? So, I guess there's, I guess there's not much else to say on it. You know, vented and ranted and spoke on it long enough. I wish, and it's weird because there's, there's more just sitting in there, but it just it would just come out in a, just a blob, really. It would just be a blob of just messiness and just spewing random words, and and it's not, it's not what this is about. It's not what this is about. It's about. It's about taking a look at, at one of, A, the most historically unlucky franchises of all time, B, one of the most historically awful franchises of all time, and C, my football team. Taking a look at my football team from my standpoint and saying, what do I do with these guys? How, how, can, I, how can I move on? How can I talk about a brighter future? How can I take a look at, at this at this new regime and say, this is different? And and I want to think that it's different. I think every Lion fan wants to think it's different. It's, it's just part of the cycle. Right? People that people that are big into COD zombies are freaking out because I said the cycle. Right? Because that's a that's a different that's a different animal all in itself. Which actually I will I will tackle that. I do have plans for a future show talking about the COD zombie storyline. Because uh, that's, if I had to rank things in my life that have formulated me into who I am, uh, number one would be the Justin Tucker field goal on, uh, on Sunday. That would be number one. Uh, number two would be Cod Zombies. 
and and I do have plans for a future show for that, but that is uh that is not what will be happening for the rest of today. There will not be much happening for the rest of today other than other than me contemplating. Just contemplating, sitting, thinking, meditating, really. Taking a look taking a look from above, so to so to speak. And and to separate separate the soul from the body and and look at myself from the outside, like in uh like in Doctor Strange and in Endgame where where the the astral self leaves the physical self and saying, Wow, something needs to change. Either with me or this football team, or both. But it can't be with me, because Lord knows that I can't change. I can't change who I root for. If I wanted to, I would, like I've said, twenty times. You know, if you tell yourself if you tell yourself something enough times, it's eventually gonna become true. And I've told myself enough times that I'll never be able to change. And it's become true. And that's it. That's just that's the end of the story. I'm just it's just along for the ride. And so, uh I guess I guess to close or to end, to conclude, I I just gotta I gotta give a cheers. I got I gotta offer a cheers to all Lion fans out there like me that are just along for the ride. And I gotta say, just band together. Be 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 the one pride. And and enjoy it. Enjoy it to the best of your ability. Enjoy in in, in loss most of the time, in defeat. We will endure that a lot for a long time, but enjoy it while it lasts. Because the only thing permanent in life is impermanence. And Lions losing. That's pretty permanent as well. But enjoy it as a fan base. Enjoy it as a group. Enjoy each other's company. Enjoy being enjoy being the one pride and and I guess I guess I just gotta I gotta offer a, a cheers to Lion fans along with me that, that have dealt with this for much longer than I have or or not as long as I have. You know? There could be there could be some Lion fans out there where this is this is the first crazy, ridiculous, impossible loss that they have witnessed. And uh to those Lion fans I would just like to say, if you're out there, save yourself. Truly, save yourself. Leave now. Never come back. Drop it. Never come back. Because you'll end up like me. And you don't want to be like me. Not many people do. I don't want to be like me. But I just am who I am. That's it. Isn't that a song? Or no, that's We Are Who We Are. I mean, it's kind of that way too. Right? Think on the grand scale of things. We are as Lion fans who we are. So to those to those Lion fans that have just adopted the, the franchise as their team because they like biting kneecaps or they like Dan Campbell or they're they're young and they're saying, I'm from Detroit, I'm gonna be a Lions fan and we have cool looking jerseys because Honolulu Blue is a nice color. Uh to those of you who are out there, I would uh politely, and I mean politely, there there's truly there's no malicious intent behind it, I, I would truly say 
save yourself. Just, just run away. Run away. Far away. Leave, leave this place. Leave this terrible place. And, and you will, you will, you will save yourself a lot of trouble. You won't have as much to talk about like I do. Because, because you won't have to deal with these improbable endings and, and unlikely, unfortunate events that happen in, in impossible series. Right? It's, it's like, it's like pie. It's just this series of random numbers. And with the Lions, it's just a series of random losses. There's there's no science behind There's science behind Pi, of course, probably, I don't know. But there's no science. There's no science behind the Lions' losses. It's just the way the universe wants things to be. And it will, it will always stay that way. History has dictated it will be that way. And, and eventually, the wrath will subside. It has to. This isn't purgatory. Nothing's permanent, as I said. The losses... The losses seem to be permanent, but there's a part of me and a part of every Lion fan that keeps them coming back that says it can't be permanent. What have we done? What have we done to, to disrupt and upset the gods as much as we have? Because clearly we've upset somebody. And I don't know who. And in whoever it is that continues this cycle of ineptitude, I wish I could meet them. And I wish I could say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for whatever we've done as a franchise to displease you and, and to, be, to be at the feet of your wrath. And, and maybe I could change things. Maybe I could meet this force, the being behind all of it. And I could say, I am sorry. On behalf of the entire franchise. And then the and then the whatever it is would probably just be like, nah, screw you, I need the apology from Sheila Fordham. And then Sheila Fordham would go up and do try and do a speech in front of the uh in front of the being and it wouldn't go well and it would just it would just not result. It'd probably result in more wrath, to be honest. It would probably just end with never never winning a game again because of how low quality the the actual speech would be to the to the higher up or whatever whatever uh whatever astra astrological force is out there so that's it man that's it man i can't i can't talk about it anymore there's i mean i could talk about it more but there's just still more that needs to be said it's just Ineptitude, loss, defeat, and uh, it's a long road. It's it's not the road. The road, the road to wherever we're going as a as a franchise is getting shorter because eventually we're gonna end up somewhere, and uh, not sure where we're gonna end up. And I hope, I hope one day it's somewhere good. But but as of right now. The road is ending up probably somewhere in the middle of Nebraska where there are cannibals. And that's not exactly where I want to be. So, uh, that's it. That's it. That's, that's the end of this. I can't, I can't do any more of that. I need to, I need to take a break. I need to go outside.
I need to enjoy life for what it is. I gotta take a look at the beauty, the beauty of North Dakota. North Dakota, and say, uh, you know, can't let the Lions keep bringing me down. To all Lion fans out there like me, God bless your soul. Keep fighting the good fight. I'll see you next Sunday. 